I always say life's not about how many times you fall and it's about how many times you can pick yourself up. And I feel like I have yeah. dusted myself off <laughs> thousands of times through three companies and a lot of problems, right? I say I'm like the master problem solver because there's always something coming at you, some sort of problem. You're listening to Pearls on Boards, an inspiring podcast for high-powered working moms with your host, Sharissa Kell a remarkable entrepreneur, inventor, and globe-trotting visionary who is transforming lives and empowering others to stay fit, healthy, and energized along their journey. Today, I'm so excited to sit down with Mary Beth Peroni. She is the founder of Mindful Movement Florida. She is a co-founder of Radiate Wellness. And 20 years before that, she had started 810 Showroom in New York City, which was a fashion wholesale business. Mary Beth is a mom of two, and she is a friend of mine, and I am very much looking forward to chatting with her about how she has navigated a successful entrepreneurial career and being a mom. Hey. Hello. <laughs> how are you today? You know, the kids are at school. Yes. <laughs> Everyone can take a deep breath. Back to a schedule. Isn't that crazy? I feel like I need the kids' schedule as an entrepreneur to have a schedule. Absolutely. It helps immensely. And you know how many hours you have to crank things out. I say I can fit a whole <laughs> week worth of work in in one day because you know. have to crank it. You have to. Chris yeah. and I were talking and he was like, I think your one hour of work is equivalent to like an average person's nine hours. I would agree. Yes. And I think I think that's because of kids though, because you have to figure it out. Yes, it is absolutely because of kids you have from the time you drop them off to the time you pick them up and a whole lot has to happen in between. Right. And then when they're babies, it's like, okay, they're going to nap for one hour, probably 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. They'll get run REM cycling and then they'll wake up and that's all I got, 90 minutes to get everything done that I need for the whole day. Yeah. Make a lot of calls. And then when they go back to sleep, you <laughs> kick it up again. So it again, mm-hmm. speaking of you started your first business when you had a baby or because you had a baby. Yes. Right. So I, I was a sales rep traveling all over the country and to California and all that. And having a baby, I was like, I need to start my own business. So I'm not having this crazy travel schedule. Well, the joke was on me (laughs) because when I thought my schedule was going to become lighter, little did I know owning a business is 24 seven. It never stops. And there's always a problem on the weekends. It's just never ending. Yeah. So you started the business because you were pregnant with Addie and you're like, I want more freedom. I wanted more flexibility and freedom. So (laughs) I thought, Hey, I'm going to have this baby. I have this on autopilot. I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a great transition. So I laugh because there's days that she was in the baby Bjorn and I'm, you know, rocking her and hanging samples and just a juggling act. We were living in New York city and my husband was working tennis there's actually tennis courts at grand central station which most people do not know know. where on the roof they're in the actual building so he was working there and we would literally do a baton pass off of the stroller in grand central so i would leave (laughs) the office we would meet in grand central and he would go to work in the afternoon so what was that like how did you do it all I think that I did it all, but what I now can look back, 2020 hindsight, 
I feel like there was a part of my career that I lost my intuitive gut because I was mm-hmm. listening to everyone else because I was on the grind. Mm-hmm. And so I was fitting in so much and juggling kids. And I'm definitely a very present mom. And I always pick my family before anything. Yeah. But that came with sacrifice with employees. And I realized that now I did for a minute, I was listening more to my employees than my intuitive gut. And I think that was a real eye opener. Yeah. And then I think we also have to have grace on ourselves as entrepreneurs yeah. because it's lonely. Yeah. And you can't really talk about the bigger problems with employees. And my husband has probably heard enough about all my businesses to last a lifetime. So finding community and other entrepreneur women is so, so important. I wish I had done that earlier in my career as well. Yeah. I feel like when I started my business, I didn't trust my gut either. And I think it was because I was a new mom. And so I'd been out of the traditional workforce. Mm. And so I felt like they must know more than me. I know that sounds silly, but I don't know if that just comes with being a mom and then other people being in what's quote unquote like normal versus what you're doing. Well, I think there's also mom guilt's a real thing, right? So I think that sometimes too... Losing that gut, should I be doing what other people are doing? Or you feel bad that you're traveling or that you lead a different life than other women. And I will say that I think my proudest moments is my kids telling me how proud they are of me that I follow my dreams. And when I put on an event or anything through my career, it makes me realize that sometimes when I had that mom guilt, they were watching me the whole way through and are proud that I've done these things. So that feels really nice. Yeah. I think that because your kids are older now, so they can like articulate that. Mm -hmm. And so probably in those beginning years when they were little, you were like, is this worth it? Should I be staying home and like making cookie cutter sandwiches? (laughs) I I was the mom that would buy the cookies and put them on a plate and pass them as my own, but that's okay. (laughs) I think there's a lot of self-sacrifice of my own self too, because I remember I would leave at 3.30 in the morning, get on the first flight to LaGuardia, get there at six from Florida, do meetings all day, take the 9.30 flight home, sometimes not get back until 3.30 and have a 24-hour day to make an event for my kids. Yeah, And so I would just go, 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 go. And I was in drive mode autopilot. So yeah. it feels nice that now I've kind of become a little more aware that, yes, it's important, but you also have to have that balance. And yeah. I did not have balance at all in the beginning. Do you think that you can do it all with balance? Or do you think like to be a mom, a present mom, and then a good businesswoman, you have to kind of lose yourself. I think it's also evolving and some things come with age. I wish my 40-year-old self can talk to my 30-year-old self, right? Because I look back now and look at my journey, but I was definitely a control freak and didn't like to delegate out things. You know, I had a manufacturer I worked with for 20 years and he would make me laugh because he'd say, repeat something back to me. And I would say, what? He said, I am the cause. That sticks with me through everything I do because we are the cause of Mm -hmm. our stress. We are the cause of our unbalance. Mm -hmm. I would repeat that to myself and have to make some adjustments. And I was never the family with the clean house or the food on the table. So yes, there's sacrifices. I am a master order outer. I can order anyone a quick meal. But, you know, there is things that we do give up to get something else. But that's life, right? So it's about priorities. I heard a woman... It was like 
a mind shift change for me. I was at an event in March and she was talking about how you should outsource things that don't bring you joy if you can afford to do so, right? And so her thing was, I love meal planning. I hate making the meals, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she would do the meal planning, but her husband loved cooking. But neither of them found joy in cleaning. They hated it. They would just sit there and it would take them a whole day to do what a normal person could do in an hour because it's just, they dreaded it. And so they outsourced cleaning. So I came home and I was like, I need a cleaner because I, I, it does not bring me joy. No. It, it brings me much anger and sadness. <laughs> me too. I get it. Everyone goes, oh, mom clean today because that's the only time they actually see me snappy. I think about something that someone said to me and it's true. It'll be really sad when my house is clean because that means the kids are gone and the joy of having toys every which way are gone. And that to me sounds more just sad, sad. to me. So I kind of embrace the mess and I embrace the chaos because we're the house that all the kids come to and that is always what I wanted and I love it. I want to be the mom that the kids love and trust. I've seen you with your kids. You guys have an actual relationship and they're older and that's I think what you strive for and I think that you wonder how can I rise in my career or start a business and then also preserve this thing that's sacred and special. I think a really big part of that too is being present when you're there, right? I traveled a lot, but when I was there, I doubled down and really sat and listened. And I think we're so busy with our lives. People, even though they feel like they've given the time to their kids, that they're home with their kids, they're not even paying attention to them. They're on the phone. They're half listening. One thing I've done since my kids have been little, I take them each on a date every other week that I have that one-on-one time. And when you get out of the house, out of your environment and just one-on-one with your kids, they share. And I think the greatest parenting advice if you have teenagers is taking walks with them mm. because when you're not looking one-on-one into their eyes, they share more. So the, oh, walk, the walking is always <laughs> where a lot comes out. So I've noticed that my teenager's having a bad day and she acts like she's not. I'm like, get up, put on your running shoes. We're going for a walk. And it usually all comes out on the walk. So yeah. car rides and walks. I love it. Did you invite your kids into the journey of your business and talk to them about it so they kind of felt like they were a part of what you were creating? So I think that little ears are always listening. I don't think I intentionally brought them into it, but I think they would hear me on the phone all the time. So sometimes when my 10-year-old repeats stuff, I'm like, oh man, he was listening (laughs) because he is the master negotiator. He puts me to shame. So it's pretty funny. And like a really great like round circle moment is just last year, my daughter flew to Miami with me and worked a trade show. And I was like, this is what I've waited for, like to have this this help. As entrepreneurs, you have your highest of the high days and the lowest of the lows. And those low days, you know, when you just want to give up and throw in the towel and you've had enough or you've had a huge problem that seems hard to fix, you have to pick yourself up. And I always say life's not about how many times you fall and it's about how many times you can pick yourself up. And I feel like I have dusted myself off (laughs) thousands of times through three companies and a lot of problems, right? I say I'm like the master problem solver because there's always something coming at you, some sort of problem. I have come from a place of calm now where Mm. early in my career when there'd be a disaster like one was really not it's a fun story to share now but we had sold denim and it was rubbing off so this woman got a brand new bmw with tan seats and the oh the jeans ruined her brand new car and at that point in my you know 
28 years old, I was like, oh, (laughs) what am I going to do? Well, now if a problem comes like that, it's like you can handle it better and hit it head on. Like where at 28, I just wanted to turtle up and hide and not have to deal with her. Right. But now it's like, okay, we've made a mistake. We need to be accountable and hit it head on and keep it moving. So different approaches at different ages. So what made you start a new business? I closed up a very, very financially successful business to to go after something that was going to be starting from ground zero again, but it aligned with my heart. Yeah. And if I'm going to lie and say there wasn't days that I was like, why did I do that? But I had to look at how my heart aligns now and like what I want and how I want to help women. And so I took the leap and, you know, there's days that I'm like, you built something for 20 years. It was on autopilot. (laughs) Why would you jump ship and go after something else? But then when I hear women email me and say that I've changed their lives, I'm like, it was worth it, right? It was worth it. Because what are we here for, right? To make change, hopefully. Right. And I think as you get older, it's not about chasing the money anymore so much as like purpose. Okay. I think that moms have superpowers. We do have superpowers for sure. (laughs) And my husband is very efficient. He does operations. That's his job is to make things efficient. But somehow I still feel like because I was a mom, my efficiency level is like out of this world. But I think being a mom gives you this like ability to kind of do it all. Yeah. They say you can't multitask. I've read so many articles. Be like, you, know, you can't actually multitask. I think a man wrote that article because I, I know that I successfully do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... We know that we have to make certain things happen. Like two of my most amazing employees ever were both moms, but I laughed because we were always the three sitting at our desk, eating our lunch where the other girls who were younger would go out and take an hour. Like we just wanted to grind through, get out. And I see different things that we did and different habits I think we had as moms because it's just this switch that we're like, okay, put your head down, get it done. And then- close that chapter and now you're with kids, close that chapter, go back to work at night. It's like just really being intentional in the drive, right? Yeah. The business I'm in now, if women's wellness, it's very supportive and women really lift women. And I've yeah. met some of the most fantastic women. Mm-hmm. The fashion industry, very different. Cutthroat. Cutthroat, especially in New York. Like I had yeah. some Atlanta owners that I was friends with, but in New York, it was very doggy dog and not a lot of support. And I didn't have any mentors and I think I missed out on that. I wish I did. Yeah, I think it is lonely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard because you can't relate to the moms Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. your kids are going to school with because they're working, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And then you can't really relate with your counterparts because most of them don't have kids or they're men. Mm -hmm. So then there's not relatability there and it feels kind of isolating to do all of the things Mm -hmm. at one time. Mm -hmm. Our poor husbands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I always laugh because I say my husband was a psychology major to marry me because he never used his d- degree in that thing. But to manage me, I'm sure it comes in really handy. Yeah, he's like, ah, I did it just for you. <laughs> but he's been so supportive. And when I want to try something new or, you know, he's like, go for it. He always supports me. Speaking of the supporting structure and community that a working mom needs, let's take a quick break to listen to a message from our sponsor. Supporting a family is tough. It takes time. And sometimes saving time is something that we really need to do. Hi, everybody. This is Chris, the chief operating officer and proud husband of the CEO of our company, Neo Team. 
When my wife invented this product, she designed it specifically to save time but keep quality high. There are times where Sharissa is pushing the envelope at meetings and I'm at home with the kids, making sure the house stays clean, making sure they're getting to school on time, taking them out on adventures. And I can tell you, it is a lot of work and having neotene available makes our life a little easier. I can just drop it into a bottle for the boys when we're going on a hike together or the beach. And I know they're going to get some good high quality protein and electrolytes and they love the flavor. We're excited to bring other people on this adventure with us. So head to neoteen.com, pick yourself up a sample pack or a box, try it in the morning, try it with working out, let your kids taste it, do all the good stuff, and let us know what you think. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for your support. I really appreciate you and couldn't do it without you. Now let's dive back into our conversation. I remember like when I would have to tell him, like, I have to go to Italy on a business trip and I would see his face and I would feel bad. And I'm like, I'm going for work, but I would have my own guilt and the own story I was telling myself because here he has to pick up all the pieces at home again Mm -hmm. where I'm going off somewhere else. And I would like amp myself up for the conversations like, all right, is he in a good mood? Now I'm going to tell him I'm taking a business trip. And I remember one time that I did not even tell him till like two days before I was going to California because I had just gone to Canada and it was like creeping up and creeping up. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm behaving this way like a child. And finally I was like, so by the way, <laughs> I have to go to California for this trip. And he's like, and when did you know about this trip? I'm like, oh, yeah. I what could- is no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of him picking up pieces for sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we talk about the man picking up the pieces. But if the role was switched, there's not as much societal pressure and guilt, I think, on men to to do that and they just let you know and from what I see there's like, not a discussion like right, I think when a, we tell them there's this discussion like well why do you have to go and what media you're going to they were like I have to go to this meeting just, you would you never accept it yeah just like in the way that we've created our society the woman does all of these things and so if she's gone and our husbands are great and they can do all the things but there's still that pressure to feel like oh I'm leaving you with the burden of our family that we chose to have and create. And if you want to talk about it real, like it does affect your relationship traveling so much because I'm very close with my husband. And I remember coming home from trips and you're on this kind of high and then you're so excited to be home, but you're back in the grind and the routine and Groundhog's Day making the lunches. And there's this balance of energy personally, because you want to be so excited to be home, but there is this little hard part of like reconnecting. And I have to say like of all my years of traveling when COVID hit and travel stopped, Mm -hmm. I really saw a different level of soul connection with my husband because I wasn't switching the energy all the time. And I don't think we get to really be honest and talk about that stuff. And I think that there is a lot of pressure on women that have the careers that are traveling. There's different things that we do have to manage that we don't really talk about. And it's important because yeah, I think it's a part of it. We talk about the kids a lot and like mm-hmm. how that works, but relationship wise, there's a lot to navigate just with your spouse and what that looks like. You know, I had a friend that would tell me because my kids were my total world. And she's like, you need to put your husband first because that trickles down. And I remember her saying that and then I would really try the same amount of presents I would give my kids. Mm-hmm. Then I started to give that exact same way to my husband and very intentional mm-hmm. energy and time where it wasn't like just sitting on the couch talking. I'd be like, can we go on a date? Or me being the one to be like, can we go on this date? Can we go to dinner? And really me shifting the roles. Like it wasn't his responsibility to always to Pursue do that. that yeah, yeah and, and me pushing it because I realized I was losing this connection that I desperately needed. Even though we were good, 
There's yeah. cycles when you feel closer. And I think too, when you do even go out on a date, you're talking about the kids uh, or the business. And so sometimes I'm like, wait, we have to talk about something other than we have our to kids. Have another. Yeah, like there has to be something else. But but that is what's is your whole world at that point. And so I remember like sometimes going out to dinner and I was like, oh my God, let's just stop talking about work and the kids for one moment. And then I'd be like, what do you want to talk about? about? (laughs) I always ask my guests to share one key tip with you. But before she reveals her pearl of wisdom, I want to thank you for listening and invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Why It Matters, where I share quick insights about current health trends. Next week, we have another amazing interview with Katie Soul. So stay tuned. Now let's find out what that pearl of wisdom is. If you were talking to some woman and she's like, I want to grow in my corporate career or I want to start something, but I just had kids or I have kids and I don't know if it's possible or how to do it. What piece of advice would you give her to encourage her to try or do it? I think building community is really important. And I think that it's, being honest. You know, it's like when you have a baby and they're not really honest and they give you this child and you're like, is there an instruction booklet? And I think it's the same thing. Like if you're going to start a business or you're moving up in the corporate ladder, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And there's going to be sacrifices, but it's really priorities and thinking about the priority and the outcome you want and then everything in between. And I always say, whatever your priority is, make sure that you keep that as a priority and you look at the outcome you want and together you can make it work. But I think a community of women. So women want to help you. And I've realized that like when I was the mom that wanted to pretend like I could do it all right, Mm -hmm. like I could drive them to school, I could do that. I didn't reach out for help. And I remember moving to Palencia and it's this community and everyone's like, why don't you just ask me to pick up your kid? And I'm like, wait, you would pick up my kid too? And when I started to ask, we all wanted to help each other. And I found this great community and life became so much easier because I know if I was on a business trip, there's five mothers that someone had my back out of the five. We would have a a group chat and I would be like, I'm not making it back on time. Who can help me? And there was always someone there to help me. And I, when I tapped into that, I'm like, wow, this is how it's supposed to be. This is awesome. Yeah. I think that community is huge. I think more people are willing to help than you think if you give them the opportunity. They want to and it's vice versa because like I feel so happy to be able to reciprocate with my friends and those other five moms like you know if they're going through something I love taking their kids. When you have that community of the right people yeah life is a lot easier. A lot easier. When we lived in Japan I felt so much of that community. That was the way that their country is designed. It was around thinking about the community and around thinking about support. And I feel like America has so many beautiful aspects to it. Like we can create businesses as women and that's huge and not possible in most other countries, but we are very isolated in a lot of ways and feel very much like we have to do it all on our own for it to count or for us to be successful. There's hopefully starting to be a shift where people are more like, no, we need that community I think we have a lot of programming that we don't even realize that we have. And I think yeah. that comes from the programming. And I think even just looking 50 years ago of women in business to now and to how all these shifts are playing a part, I do see shifts happening and kind of breaking down that programming a little bit. Yeah. And I think it happens because of women like you, right, who are doing these things and the hard things in front of your kids. So now Addie feels like when she's an adult woman, she can do it all because you did it all or 
I just think as more women openly change, I, I think I read somewhere it takes like three generations for like an actual change to happen in society because you have the first one that kind of starts it and then the middle ones that have lived half in the old and half in the new. And then the third generation is just, that's all they know. Mm. And so that's where the change, like you see it, but it takes so long. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful to think that what we're putting out there our kids are then going to be able to pull forward. We always say that we want to give our kids a little bit better than we had, and that's what we can strive for. But I think it's also important to teach my kids whatever brings them happiness. So I always drive home to them. Success is not money. Yeah. Success is happiness. And whatever that looks like in your journey, like that's what all of us want as mothers, right? Yeah. Is our kids to be happy. And yeah. just talking to so many different moms on the first day of school and I had moms crying and meltdowns because their kid had a terrible day and we're as happy as the saddest one. You know, if one of our kids are sad, we feel the sadness too. So yeah. there's a lot that goes into parenting, working and everything in between. It's a lot, but it's possible. It is possible. We're doing it, girl. We're doing it. And I think community makes it better. Yeah. Or more so. So, mm -hmm. well, I thank you for sitting with me. I always love talking to you. That's so great. Fun, formal settings. Yeah. Thank you for all the work you're doing for women and helping them through their journey. It's amazing. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you again. Bye. Thank you for listening. This season of Pros on Boards is produced by Mixed Series Studios, a music and multimedia production studio in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Visit the Pros on Board show page at mtsjacks.fm. For information on our guests, episode transcripts, full video interviews, and more, don't forget to subscribe to Pearls on Boards podcast on your favorite podcast directory and on YouTube.